Happy Monday, everybody. It's the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. Bradley Trainer's off today. Holly Roberts and I are here with you. Yeah, just hanging out. Just chilling. Just yeah. a couple gals gallon. Uh, and I want to welcome everybody to the curated life of Kim Kardashian. Um, I don't know if we have it at our fingertips, uh, a little lifestyle. We'll just call it this. Yeah. This is just a little quarantine lifestyles of the rich and famous. And I don't even know if we can call it quarantine lifestyles because we're not quarantine lifestyling. This is basically just life. Let's call it stars. Yeah. They're not just like us. Not even a little bit. Not even a little bit. Ding. Because Kim Kardashian is doing something that I think she has done before in the past. Where she has hired a Grammy Award winning producer slash musician to play Christmas songs on a piano in her living room oh, yeah. every morning in the month of December so that her children awaken to the sounds of a soft piano playing in the living room. Okay. That's great. That's great. I, wow. I, listen, good for her. Yeah. Good for well, her. Slow clap. Clap. Um, You know, I get, here's what I understand. Here's the piece where I can relate as a mother. We are tasked with making magic for those sweet little um, cherubs that we have brought into this world um, during the Christmas season. Our job is to make sure that the magic of the season stays alive. For many of us, that does not include the ability to play or to pay a Grammy award winning pianist to wake our children up to the melodious tones of the piano singing their favorite Christmas carols. No! Also, also, can I just throw this in there for good measure? Yes! Ain't no way, ain't no way in that big earth house that you can hear the tinkle of those ivories in the kids' bedrooms enough to wake them up. I bet they're soundproofed. (laughs) No, and then they wake up in the morning and they're like, well, who's this guy in the living room Yeah, why is this guy here? Why is this guy here? They're probably really used to a lot of people being around their house and not knowing exactly who they are. I think so. Now, on one hand, I want to say, well, great, Kim. You've employed Philip Cornish. And I'm sure he's thinking, well, a gig's a gig's Does does he have anything to do with the game hens? With the what? The game hens? Cornish game hens? What what do you mean? His oh, last Cornish. name is Cornish. Oh, <laughs> Sorry, that's all. I just Happy Monday. Thank you. Welcome. Uh-huh. Anyway, okay, yes. Philip yeah. Cornish. Philip Cornish. Mm-hmm. He's the guy playing the piano in the corner every morning to wake up the kids. He's in the corner. Oh no. <laughs> no. 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 Not getting it. Not getting it. Happy Monday, it. everybody. Uh so on one hand, it's like, okay, I'm sure Philip Cornish is like a gig's a gig's mm-hmm. a gig. It's mm-hmm. a gig because your favorite singers, songwriters, other people, they're taking gigs left and right. They're playing at weird old Gark's birthday parties. Mm-hmm. They're doing stuff that they're not telling you about. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. Mm-hmm. And maybe Philip Cornish just thinks about this in that way, too. Mm-hmm. He's like, you know what? Hey, someone's paying me to play the piano. Mm-hmm. And if it happens to be in Kim Kardashian's living room at eight in the morning, so be it. Exactly. But ultimately, Colleen, yeah. <laughs> no, I was going to say. But ultimately, but yeah. yeah. Well, I was just, you know, ultimately, it's something that's so over the top and so extravagant 
that it's really fascinating if the, it even resonates with those kids. Like they are growing up in such a rarefied culture and atmosphere that it's like, of course, we're going to have Philip Cornish come and play piano. Phil, he comes and do, does it every year. Well, and I mean, listen, those kids are going to be set up for life. So if that's something, then a tradition they want to continue with their own children, they will believe it's perfectly normal to hire a pianist to come into your home in the early morning hours to awaken your children. Children with Christmas carols on oh, the piano. Isn't that just lovely? But it is lovely. I mean, listen, if that's the kind of magic that she's able to produce, as Bradley would say, Bradley would always say, rich people gonna rich. He does that's not exactly what he says, but basically he's like, the more ridiculous and extravagant, that is what we expect from rich people. So be rich. Well, Do that dumb stuff. Yeah, because Kim Kardashian is not reading the Sunday circular and clipping coupons. Like the rest of us. Like the yeah. rest of us. But going back to her children, that they're growing up in such a rarefied world. It's fascinating to see what happened over the weekend because it just goes to show that kids are going to be kids and are going to be kids. And I love it. I love it when kids of celebrities go off the script and they reveal the truth. Now, we've seen this happen before. Remember that this happened with Britney Spears' son Mm -hmm. when he went rogue on Instagram Live and started answering everybody's questions about the life of his mother, Mm -hmm. K-Fed, his Mm -hmm. father, et cetera, et cetera. That got... yeah, oh, that got nipped in the bud absolutely. real fast. Absolutely, real quick. The other person who's done it is Mason Disick. Do you remember right. he went live too, and got and then got his. I think it was his TikTok taken away or yeah. something. Had some social media taken away because he misused it. Oh, this is what happens when you give children social media. There are adults that don't know how to use social media pro- appropriately. Yeah, well, little Northwest. Kim Kardashian's oldest daughter went rogue over the weekend and did a live TikTok and gave a tour of their house, including but not limited to Kim Kardashian actually being just like this mm-hmm. and scrolling on social media on her phone in her bed. Okay, in a way that you can totally tell yeah. is off guard. Because for a moment, Colleen, I had the thought where I was like, well, boy, this is really ingenious marketing. Right. Just give a phone to one of the kids and then have them give a tour and do some things because there is a little bit of spawn con esque experience within this. Mm -hmm. But then you see Kim Kardashian. Mm -hmm. She was sleeping in that bed, which by the way, Colleen, I covet because it looks like you could fit three. Oh, it's gigantic. People in that bed. That's like a King's King. I mean, it's like, I've never seen a bed that that's gotta be custom. Oh, that's a huge bed. I'm jealous. Yeah. But there's Kim Mm -hmm. scrolling through her phone looking disheveled. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the bed had been slept in. Uh-huh. And she sees North come through the room with her live TikTok and is just like, no, no. <laughs> but these are the moments to live for because we get a curated version of reality from the Kardashians mm-hmm. that's super constructed. I mean, if you think that the Kardashians and Jenners are providing you any semblance of reality... Well, there it is not reality. It is a constructed version of reality. Yeah, right. But when Little Northwest was going through her house and hanging out with her friends and they're acting just like kids do. Oh, so that's the thing that was striking to me about this TikTok, this live TikTok experience, which, by the way, has been captured uh, hither, thither and yon. So you can see it quite easily. Is that she sounds like a typical what? nine-year-old yeah with her nine-year-old buddies and she's like hey you guys want to see this say yes if you want to see this and they're just tromping around this house like nine-year-olds do now what struck me was 
occasionally her phone camera will capture other people kind of kicking it around the house, right? Like they've got to be staff. Yeah. You know, so like her phone will veer up and see a bunch of other people. Maybe some of them are kids like her age and some, but some of them are adults and you hear other voices. And the thing that struck me, and this is where I'm like, okay, they're not just like us. Now, when my kids were nine years old, if they were, if they had friends over or if they were even just not even with friends over, just the three of them being kids, I was not lying in my bed scrolling through my phone. And I certainly wasn't somewhere where I had no idea what was going on. Right. Sure. Like I was in the middle of the house, ears on everything, head on swivel. Yeah. Our and, fingers not in sockets. Right. Are things up being knocked over? Are my is my are my preciouses not being broken? Like, is that like still my yes, exactly. Like my yeah. things. But but and I'm not this is it probably sounds like a judgment of Kim as a parent and it's not meant to be because Kim has resources that the rest of us don't have. Yes. This is not a judgment of her. This is simply just a a recognition of how different her life is from the average parent of nine year olds. And she's got three other kids, right, that she is able to lie in her bed and scroll through her phone because there's plenty of other people there to mind the kids. Yeah, and the nine-year-olds are totally doing what nine-year-olds do. They're running through the house. Mm -hmm. They're being goofy. Right. They know what they're doing in as much as it's like, oh, okay, well, here's some things happening. Like, they take one of the things where that I was like, oh, is this, my mind has been so corrupted by the celebrity industrial complex right. that the thought crossed my mind that well, was like, well, did Kim Kardashian give Northwest's phone and the ability to do TikTok because they had this big party for the movie Sing 2 that just happened to be set up in the backyard. They had a private screening. It was all branded. Obviously, it's marketing for the movie because when you go to Kim's Instagram stories, mm-hmm. she lays it all out there. So then I'm like, well, is this Northwest being like, well, why don't you give us some authentic peek into that? Right. But then we got an authentic peek at Kim, and then I was like, oh, no, this is the real meal deal. I want more from the kids. But then I also don't want the kids to be on social media. Right. I'm very very conflicted. conflicted. I'm very conflicted. Listen, on the Colleen and Bradley show, we are able to hold all things at the same time. And we can understand that we don't think it's appropriate for North to be in charge of her own TikTok, but also wish she were in charge of her (laughs) Her own own TikTok. TikTok, Right. So like we are able to be all things in this moment. It is okay. Great. But love it. But I agree with you. It's like, yes, more please of this unvarnished card. Kardashian nonsense. Yeah, please. But also, I don't think it's appropriate for Northwest to be going live on TikTok. No. Also, the other thing is you hear adult voices in the background and Kim actually says, is she really live? And another voice off camera says, I don't know. To which I'm saying, who's in charge? Again, not judging, just recognizing the difference. Stars, they're definitely like like us us at all. No. No. When we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, we are going to go live on TikTok. I'm just kidding. We are going to get all the dirt straight from Hollywood. Elizabeth Reese is bringing us a dirt alert after this on My Talk 1071. Dirt alert. Elizabeth Reese is here with all the dirt straight from Hollywood. It's a dirt alert. Hey, Elizabeth. Well, hello. Happy Monday, my friend. Oh, boy. Isn't every yeah. Monday happy? Aren't we just so happy to be back the at hap- work? Happiest Mondays <laughs> of Mondays. Mm. It is nice and sunny out there. I will that tell you. That is true. Like the bright white snow and then it's really sunny and it feels kind of like things are 
melting. And then when like, I was almost driving, makes you forget about the pain of shoveling it. Yeah, that's true. I was driving today and you know, I park my car outside. Yeah. So that last bit of snow that was sitting on the top slid off. Oh, does, isn't that satisfying? It's such a satisfying <laughs> thing. And I thought, this is a great thing. And I'm the only one in my car here to witness this. Oh, I feel it with you. <laughs> I, Even though I wasn't there to see it, I know the feeling. It just feels great when it slid, it slid right All off the sunroof. Yeah, one oh. piece, and it was very nice. Um, okay, Kim Kardashian passed that quote-unquote baby bar. No way. Exam. Yes, here's what she announced on Instagram today. She failed the test three times, and now she passed it. So she's one step closer to becoming a lawyer um, after the baby bar, which is the first year law students examination that she passed. She said, okay. this wasn't easy or handed to me. I failed this exam three times in two years, but I got back up each time and studied harder and tried again until I did it. I just want to say like uh, that uh, there, for as I have such conflicted Kim Kardashian feelings. That's all right. You, I mean, you just said in we the can last hold segment, it all. It's we so, can hold it all. We can. Th- this is one of those moments where I'm like, Everybody look to Kim Kardashian for an example, because she she's so clearly passionate about this that she is and she has such resilience and she is not going to let it get her. I mean, she just keeps going back. Yeah. And that is I, I am actually inspired by that. Me, too. She said, I did have COVID on the third try with a 104 fever, but I'm not making excuses, even though I think that is a good excuse. I think so, too. Oh, my gosh. For why yeah. she would have failed. And she said, I was told by top lawyers that this was a close to impossible journey and harder than the traditional law school route, but it was my only option. And it feels so good to be here and on my way to achieving my goals. Oh, gosh. I'm, you know, I'm proud of her. Yeah. You know, and speaking of resiliency. Yeah. Look, if you have the opportunity and you have the resources to go ahead and give these kinds of things multiple tries. And I'm talking about standardized admission tests yeah. that get you into places. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, great. Go ahead and do that. Now, that being said, Kim Kardashian, want to emphasize, has the resources to do that. For right. sure. I it's mean, she's true. got somebody to take care of all of her four kids while she's studying, wearing literally not even, I don't know what. Hey, it's Mike, and I'm so excited to tell you about Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. We're all busy, and with Factor, eating fresh, never frozen, chef-crafted meals has never been simpler. Two minutes is all you need to heat and eat wherever you are. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals each week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash btpod50 and use code btpod50 to get 50% off. That's code btpod50 at factormeals.com slash btpod50 to get 50% off. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. At the bottoms of this bikini even cover that she's wearing in I, photos yeah, of her I mean, studying. Again, 
Like, I just feel Shocking. like, once again, Kim Kardashian is a lot of things. She's a lot of things. Yeah. And she can mm-hmm. be all those things mm-hmm. at the same time. Yeah. <sighs> Which is how we could look at a lot of things in life and maybe improve. That's just true. She this also has true. revealed like her Christmas decorations. So she did get her Christmas decorations um, up. And there is a stocking for Kanye at the house. Oh, well, that's good. Well, I mean, you know. Yeah, it's nice. Everyone gets included in the stocking situation. It's, it's a plain it's, white stocking, Holly. Mm-hmm. Are you surprised by this in that home? No. Plain white stocking. Holly wants to live in that home yeah. so Elizabeth, bad she can taste it. Yeah. I know. Yeah, Elizabeth, I got to be honest. I really, really, really would love to live in Kim and Kanye's house, or just Kim's house, I suppose, at this point. Yeah. Even the stockings coordinate with the all-white aesthetic. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's white nice. on white embroidered with his name Kanye on a white stocking. Oh, that's so It looks nice. like a moon boot. Oh my god! Okay. I just lovely, all I can lovely. think is like that would be be very dirty very quickly at my house. I know, I know, it's so true. Mm. The amount of times that I'm like, you cannot bring that bowl of cheesy you gotta puffs let it go. into anywhere. You gotta let it go. <laughs> I know. Uh, Kristen Davis saying the negative comments about her hair and her face in in and just like that, it's hard to say that title, you guys. I agree. Uh, make her angry. She says everyone wants to comment pro or nay or whatever on our hair and our faces and our this and our that. The level of intensity of it was a shock. I mean, okay. So Holly and I were just talking. Have you watched it yet, Elizabeth? No, and I now I like know what's been happening. I and know. I got it because you can't avoid the spoilers with this. No, it's like no. unlike anything I've seen as of late. You know, now, every here's other what show. I will say, Elizabeth, what I will say about that spoiler is, yeah. from what I understand, and I also have not seen it, but I've heard all the spoilers. But the two people I've talked to who have seen it, one being Holly, one being my best friend Alicia, though both have said. That it is like shock, even though you, if you know what is going to happen, it's like shocking yes. and ca- catches you off guard regardless. Okay, that's good to know. But the other thing that my friend Alicia said is that there's a lot of talk in the show about how they're old now. Yeah. And it's hard. Like, Holly and I had a different conversation about that, about how that's sort of like a plot technique to set up that time has passed. Right. But at the same time, when you are a person who has aged along with a show like that, and you hear them referring to themselves in that way, there's a little bit of you that's like, hold on a second. Well, Kristen I Davis. sign up for that. Yeah, yeah, and Kristen Davis is 56, so Sarah Jessica Parker. And um, and I had, I've seen this a couple times on social media. I can't remember who posted this. Um, oh, I think it might have been our friend Fallon from another radio station mm-hmm. that she posted that they're 55, not 105. Right. Like, why are we acting like 55 is like this... I don't know. Everyone I know who's 55 is like really vibrant. Yeah. Well, and, me too. You know, it seems like the cultural conversations around things like and just like that haven't actually caught up to the reality of the way that people perceive time. Ah. Uh, and so it's partially that. Also, I think partially it's just like people processing verbally that time actually has passed and that. It's not necessarily a negative judgment, but I think it it shows people's own relation to where they are in time and space. Yeah. And that like, oh, yeah, this isn't 1998. Mm-hmm. We are we are not in that time anymore. So let us process the physical and emotional changes that come with the passage of time, because I think that the show it, it it's pretty ham fisted about it. But it's like, yeah, these characters are in their mid 50s. They are not 30 anymore. And they're right. not going to act like it. No, you're right. And that's totally fine. It's a difficult thing, too, because I get her point about the um, reactions to their appearances that the challenging thing is that the show is so much about their appearances right. because it's so much about the fashion, about their look. So it gets tricky because 
And now, I mean, there's no excuse to just be mean. You don't need to be mean. And guys, here's a newsflash. You can say something to someone out loud without having to send that person an actual tweet about it. Oh, spoiler alert. You know, you could say, like, I think that Elizabeth Reese is annoying without having to send me an email saying it. it, it there's there's like that, all amazing is, ways to oh, express this. Right. And then the thing is, then Kristen Davis, like you don't have to put anything on Kristen Davis. No. Not at all. That is the thing that is so frustrating is our lack of ability as human people to realize that just because we have a thought doesn't mean everybody needs to hear it. And that person doesn't need to hear it. And you're not like doing anybody any favors by being like, well, I'm just telling them and they're a public person. No, you're not. Also, let us remember all thoughts are impermanent. Thank you. Yes. Beautiful. And there's so many of them every day. It's exhausting. Don't get attached, okay? (laughs) Elizabeth Reese, thank you so much for that dirt alert. Thanks, friends. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we are going to solve some pop culture mysteries in the form of blind items after this on My Talk 107.1. This is the Colleen and Bradley show on my talk 1071 i'm colleen lindstrom bradley trainers on vacation holly roberts and i are here hey and he'll be back tomorrow holly and i will be here today and our friend grant has just entered the chat what's up guys Hi. oh we got to get his mic his mic up uh there we go hello there, there we you go. are there we go there is our friend grant uh because he's here to help us solve some pop culture mysteries holly's gonna give us these blind items we're gonna try to solve them in this segment we call it blinded by the item blinded by the item we got hot celebrity gossip mysteries to solve today. Colleen Grant, thanks for being here today. No problem. Playing our little game. Let's do this one first. A movie that definitely does not be, need to be remade or and should never be remade or a television spinoff of it. Nothing like that should even be out there to the universe. But three stars of the one named iconic teen movie got together for dinner last week. And we're discussing the fact that it's probably going to happen. Ooh, Clueless. No. Oh. Buzz for, uh, buzz for you. American Pie? No, buzz for you too, Grant. We're looking for a one word. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Former, it, and it was a teen movie? Uh, yeah, this was a teen movie. Now, I will say, I am taking a little beef with this uh, blind item because <laughs> there was, in fact, a TV reboot of this movie. Now, it went under the radar. It was a couple years ago. It had one season, 10 episodes. So mm. it's already happened. But apparently it's going to happen again. Is it because it was a bad movie or is it because it just hasn't aged well or that we shouldn't be seeing a reboot of it? Uh, I think it's because N.T. Lawyer, the guy who wrote this blind item, thinks that it's a standalone classic. Uh, like it's so good that we don't need to revisit so it or I'm gonna retouch say it again. Heathers. Thank you, Colleen. Oh, nice. Yeah, because I agree with that, but I was trying to figure out what the reasoning would be. But it, but when you said it's a standalone classic, I thought for sure. <laughs> Heathers. Yeah, Heathers. So, good job. Yeah, good job. All right, so apparently Aww. three stars of the movie Heathers. I mean, I think we can guess who the three stars were. <laughs> yeah, got together for dinner last week and we're discussing the fact that, yeah, a Heathers remake is probably going to be happening. Oh. Uh, uh, really, yeah. I don't know. Well, I don't know. Listen, yeah. When you need money, draw from the well. Well, you know, and it's funny because we've been having this conversation here on the Colleen and Bradley show about sort of softening our stance on remakes. Like when you think about it, like theater, they remount the same things over and over again. And each one has a different perspective and there's a different, you know, there's all kinds of things that you can tweak in something to make it also stay relevant. Um, But that that's a tough one, right? Because that kind of feels like an untouchable one. How do you outperform the original. The original. Yeah. yeah. Right? Oh, Winona yeah. Ryder. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's do another one. Here's 
another celebrity gossip mystery to solve. Let's solve this one. The A-list everything in her mind will be on the arm of the A-list mm. mostly movie actor slash sometime director in whatever capacity the award organization is passing out awards. She made it perfectly clear this morning she will be going. Okay, so this is J-Lo and Ben Affleck. Yes. Sorry. Oh. Poor Grant is like, I. you just did that very quickly. But So J-Lo is always the A-list everything in her mind. Okay. That's right. And so, but but is the is it the is it the Academy Awards? No. no. Think about uh-huh. another award show that's actually making headlines today because they have announced nominees. Oh, is it the... Uh, I haven't had Emmys? A <laughs> I haven't had a chance to hit the hit yeah, the old it, intro web yet. Yeah, or read, read, you haven't hit up the Googs no, today, Grant. No, Gotta no. hit no. up the Googs. Some an award show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Announced nominees today. And is we're it in the Golden Globes. Yes, there it's the go. Golden Globes. And the Golden Globes, we don't know how we're gonna see the Golden Globes because remember, NBC mm-hmm. has decided not to air the Golden Globes this year because the Hollywood Foreign Press Association, well, they got issues. I'm really the the thing about it that bums me out is as much as I always say awards are made up like all of the awards are made up. Mm-hmm. But I so generally speaking like I'm lukewarm on award shows, but the Golden Globes is my favorite. Really? Yes. Well, why? I'll tell you why. Please. It's one very simple reason. They are served dinner <laughs> and cocktails ah. at the Golden Globes, and I number one appreciate seeing everybody at the table together, like mingling. That's always kind of fun. I do like that. Yes. But then when you get them up on stage to get their awards, they're usually a little saucy, and mm-hmm. I kind of think that's funny, mm-hmm. you know, because they get a little loose lipped and they get a little. They're a little bit more, a little less stuffy. I like to see when that one who sits with who, right? You know, like who's. Who's sitting in whose inner circle for this particular event? That's kind of nice. And you see them like you would see us at a Christmas party, right? Like you see kind of where people in the breaks, you you get those quick shots of them mingling around and talking to each other and like worlds colliding. And it's Mm kind of just fun. There's an element of chaos to the Golden Globe Award ceremony that doesn't exist anywhere else. I know. And I love that. There's like an informality of it that I love. Well, I don't know if you're going to get it this year. I was going to say, we got to find a home for it. I'm sad. Well, it's their own fault. Blame the Hollywood Foreign Press Association. I'm sure someone will stream it. Wouldn't you think someone would eventually? No. Well, somebody will stream it. It'll get streamed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <sighs> All right, next. Let's do another one. All right, Colleen and Grant, solve this celebrity gossip mystery. This B plus list celebrity offspring of a permanent A list singer got quickly up and left this very popular bar and restaurant when she saw a paparazzo walk in and try to catch her with the married man she was meeting. <gasps> Ooh. Okay. So it's a it's a B-list offspring of an A-list singer. singer? Nicole Richie. No. Oh, that was interesting. That was, like, that was like no. a good guess. There's a couple of guesses here. And uh, I'm going to go and narrow it down to two. Okay. Now, one person I would argue that people are pointing out is much higher than B plus list. So that, I was gonna say uh, Tracy Ellis Ross. That's one because Dang. I was thinking, but then I thought the same thing that you thought that she's higher than B plus list. Yeah, Tracy Ellis Ross is higher than B plus list. But people noting in the comment uh-huh. section that maybe supposedly, allegedly, she's got a thing with Kenya Barris. Ooh, and interesting. Kenya Barris is married. Okay. Uh oh. Okay. Now, okay, right. so let's eliminate that. Okay, so moving on to moving there's on. another option. There is another option. That is uh the B plus list offspring of the A list singer. Is the A list singer still alive? Yes. Good okay. Question. 
Okay. Um, I liked your I, your Lionel Richie. But I think, but is Nicole Richie B a B plus B? Yeah. yeah, but you know she's married to one of the Madden guys. Yeah, yeah. she seems she happy. Low. Yeah, yeah. She, she's happy. Yeah, no. Okay, is it a male singer that we're looking at for this one? No, it's a lady singer. It's a yeah, lady, the lady singer. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. Okay, the daughter. Yeah, and it's the daughter of a lady singer. Mm-hmm. Okay, and she is just a celebrity. She's been trying to make it in the world of modeling. Okay. Nepotism, etc. Oh, Thank you. Oh, look at you. <laughs> ding for you. Congratulations. Yes. Yeah. So that didn't take long. Uh Lourdes Leon, daughter of Madonna, got quickly up and left a very popular bar and restaurant when she saw a paparazzo walk in and try to catch her with the married man that she was meeting. Oof. Uh-oh. That feels more on brand. Yeah. For that a little family. bit. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't know why. That just that that felt. Right. Good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad. Let's do another one. Okay. All right. Good job, Colleen and Grant. Let's keep it rolling with this next celebrity gossip mystery. With the never know what will happen at trial consequences, mm. look for the A-plus list singer to settle with the people accusing her of stealing lyrics. If she settles, no one will remember or think about it. If she loses at trial, everyone will remember. Ooh. A-list singer. A-plus. A-plus list singer stealing lyrics. Uh-huh. Oh. Oh, okay. I'm going to say it. Yeah, you are. Even though I don't want to. Don't You don't. Yep, you I are. I know where you're going. Do you? Does it start with an A? No. Okay, then no. <laughs> <laughs> Who did you? Oh, do you think Adele? Adele, yeah. Oh, I was no, like, no, that no, would no. be spicy. No, that would yeah. be real spicy. Yeah. This, this is equally spicy, what I'm about to say. Is it Taylor Swift? It is. Sure. <gasps> It sure is. Now, headline today from a legitimate source of journalism, the New York Times, Taylor Swift copyright lawsuit may go to trial because she's accused of stealing lyrics for her song, Shake It Off, from the song's Play Is Gonna Play by 3LW. Yes, 100%. Yes, and we've played those side by side. We've played, there's gonna play them. Um, side by side, and yeah, it's uh, pretty obvious there in yeah. that one. I'm not even. I can just picture it in my head right now, and you can I know. hear it. Wow, I know. I didn't even think of. It. Yeah. So here's the thing. NT lawyer saying, look for Taylor Swift to settle this lawsuit. Right. Yeah, she will. Not making yeah. it go to trial because here's the thing: if you settle, mm-hmm. you write a check, it kind of goes away. It goes bye bye in mm-hmm. the car car. If it goes to trial, I look at Robin Thicke and Pharrell Williams oh, and yeah. the whole blurred lines Marvin Gaye situation yeah. because we would have forgotten about that. Yep, for sure. If it wasn't brought to that press legal precedent, yeah, and we watched it all play out. Yeah. Oof. Yeah, so hopefully... Oh, Taylor. Well, don't feel bad for her. She ripped somebody off. No, I don't feel bad for her. I'm annoyed with her. I'm like, Taylor, come on. Do better. Well, here's the thing. This is a tale as old as time. Oh, is it ever? I mean, can we just... Like, plagiarism is... Everything is sampled. Well, yeah. In some form, right? Yeah, and like we've heard it. We've heard it all before, right? We've heard it all before. I, I mean, we've heard it all before. I give you exhibit A... That the Beach Boys had to give Chuck Berry a songwriting credit right. on Surfing USA because they totally ripped off Chuck Berry, whether they wanted to admit it or not. Or not mm-hmm. Right? Oh, and then yep. we all remember Vanilla Ice <laughs> and Under Pressure. Yeah, uh, David, David Bowie. Bowie. Yeah. yeah, but remember, ding 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 ding. Yeah, remember Vanilla Ice? Never forget. Yeah, yeah, never forget. He's like, no, mine goes ding 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 ding. Yeah. 
I hope that stands so, up in the court thank of you, law. Thank you, Rob Van Winkle. <laughs> thank you. Uh, uh, and thank you, Grant. That was fun. Thanks, thanks for, for hanging with us. Thanks for having me. I appreciate yeah, the time. Yeah. It's a good Monday. Uh, you can check Grant out with Lori and Julia coming up after this show, but stay with us until that happens. Uh, and when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we have got to go to Publationship Corner. Um, I took one for the team, and I watched the show that launched the Publationship that we call Zanstead. Um We'll tell you all about it after this on My Talk 107.1. Welcome back to the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 107.1. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. Bradley Trainer is off today. Holly Roberts and I are here hey, with you. Yes. Hello. Hello. And um, we're going to take a little trip to Publationship Corner, where we are going to talk about a publationship. What is a publationship, Holly? A publationship is a celebrity relationship leverage for publicity. And this one we have named Zanstead. What is a Zanstead? This is a... Aunt Anstead and a Renee Zellweger. Yes. So now one of the things I want you to notice about Zanstead, and by the way, there will be a little treat here because I did watch the actual show that they met on and began their romance on over the weekend. Oh, you're such a giver, Colleen. Thank you're, you so you're much. You're welcome. You're welcome. I live to give. <laughs> um, but uh, so I watched that over the weekend. But one of the things I find fascinating about this publicationship is it's usually only one half of the publicationship that's doing 100% of the talking. Oh, yeah. So 50% of the publationship is doing 100% of the pub. Mm-hmm. And that is Aunt Anstead. Oh, well, because he's the thirstier of the two. Totally. Like, he actually needs her in order to make his his career go. Yeah. Well, I think she's a little bit just like, okay, like, I'm in, whatever. And he's the one that's leaning hard into this publationship. So he, of course, in an interview was asked, what is he going to do over Christmas? Because as you may remember, he has a child with his ex-wife, Christina Hack. Hack? Hack. 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 Yeah. Uh, Anyway, so they have a son, Hudson, together. And so he was asked, you know, what are you going to do for uh, Christmas? And he's like, Hudson and me. That's not proper grammar, had a very intimate Christmas last year. And so much has happened in that year. I've got a new home. This will be my first Christmas in my new home. The borders have opened, so all the kids are together, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Anyway, but he said of his relationship with Renee Zellweger that they're going to make it work. Um, he, uh, he, yeah, it, the, the bottom line is, don't worry, you guys. They're going to have a cozy Christmas together. They're going to make it work. Uh, he'll be there They'll be there together, blah, 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 publicationship. So he said nothing by saying everything. Right, meaning, basically. Meaning that Aunt Anstead reminded us that he is indeed in a relationship with Renee Zellweger. Mm-hmm. Also reminding us of the fact that he lives in this HGTV extended publicationship universe. Because mm-hmm. Christina Hack yep. used to be with Tarek El Moussa. Uh-huh. And then Tarek El Moussa now is with this woman named Heather who is on Selling Sunset. Yes. So this is all part of the greater reality industrial com- publicationship complex. complex right? Yes. And Christina Hack was with Aunt Anstead when she was doing her, uh, which she still does her show. And I can't for the life of me remember the name of it's that. It's called Christina on the Coast. Yeah. Uh, and he was a fixture of that show. And now he's moved on to be the host of da, 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 the Celebrity IOU Joyride <laughs> show. Okay, so this is the one um, that, according to their story, of, of their their publicationship origin story, they met on the set of 
one of the episodes, the first episode, in fact, of Celebrity IOU Joyride, which Renee Zellweger was the guest on. Yes. They met. They fell deeply in love. The sparks were flying. And that is the beginning of the relationship, publationship, which, by the way, is always mentioned in a story about the two of them. Right. So, of course. Yeah. So Renee Zellweger and Aunt Anne said who met on the set of and then publicity for his show. Yeah. It's a it's a darling meet cute. Yes. It's almost cute to cute to cute. Toot cute. Yeah, I mean, it could be that as well. I, I don't know what those kids get up to at night. <laughs> but it really... Or during I, the day. <laughs> or during the day. I don't know. Um, are they going to go Dutch Colonial next time? Who knows? I don't... No, I, I was going to make a joke, and I'm not going to. Thank you. But this really actually... This this publicationship works out so brilliantly for yeah. both of them. Oh, yeah. Because it works so well in and leans into... The kind of celebrities that they want to be, where Ann Anstead is very upfront and leverages his personal life. Super thirsty. And super thirsty. He leverages it not only just for publicity, but for the actual content of the programming that he's providing. So he gets to loop in Hudson. He gets to loop back in Christina. Mm -hmm. Then he gets to loop in this new relationship with Renee Zellweger, Uh who also happens to be on this show. So it is it is beautiful publicationship. Executed well. Synergy. Synergy. Yeah. And for Renee Zellweger. Right. She's pretty media adverse. Yeah. And she kind of keeps a low profile. But so then she can be present without having to do the work. Oh, yeah, like she he's doing the work for her. Yeah. All she has to do is show up and go on a walk in Malibu every twice in a while. Right. With her oxygen bottle. Yeah. Which is something golden. that she did. She's fine. Yeah. Yeah. So I watched the damn episode of Celebrity IOU Joyride. Thank you for your You're service welcome. today, Colleen. You know what it is? It is Pimp My Ride. That's all it is. It's Pimp My Ride with Celebrities. And that's it. So how did the celebrities make their way into... So explain the celebrity element in the show. So it's actually... It's actually... Hold on. I'm going to actually take it next level. It's pimp somebody I care about's ride for celebrities. So it is... It is the car version of another show called Celebrity IOU where they make over somebody's home. I get that. And it's usually somebody that the celebrity feels indebted to uh, or wants to honor in some way, shape, or form. So for Renee Zellweger, it was um, somebody from her management team who had ALS. The two nurses that took care of this um, this person in her life when she was struggling with ALS and ultimately died from ALS. She wanted to pimp two rides for them based on their aesthetic and like the things that they loved. And, and you know, listen, here's what you get out of it. Um, Renee Zellweger... With her very Southern accent, you forget that she has a great Southern twang. From Texas. She's from Texas. Um, You get that, which is adorable. You get her kind of talking about how her dad always taught her to be a gearhead, so she knows stuff about cars. You get her being giving and loving and kind, which is very sweet and on brand for Renee Zellweger, right? That's how we know her. Yeah. What you don't get is Sparks. What you don't get is anything that would indicate that the two of them were could not keep their hands off each other or their eyes off each other. Oh, between Anne Anstead and Renee Zellweger. Yeah, you don't see that piece. And as a show, it is a it is background programming, meaning you can make cookies and have this on in the background, and it's a-okay. And you're just fine. You're just fine. And you can like dip in and dip out and dip in and dip out. If you're somebody who likes to watch like a makeover show and the giving aspect of it, great. 
But I, but also, can I say the other thing is that it was really hard to find on Discovery Plus. I had to do a search. It's not even like actually advertised on the front page. Oh, but what good is that? Right. But he's, you know, listen, it worked on me. So Aunt Anstead, keep up the good work. That's right. When we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, here's the question. What's your homemade Christmas gift go-to? When you got to make something for somebody, what are you making? 651-641-1071. We'll take your calls after this.